Views and opinions expressed by the hosts are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of their employers. This podcast may not be suitable for children. Adults may find details triggering and or offensive. Listener's discretion is advised. Hi, it's Norma. And this is Priscilla. And you're listening to... It's the mystery for me. Really, Priscilla? Really? (laughs) like we never left with yet another case. Like last week's episode, this case is also solved. But we all know that doesn't equate to a happy ending. But at least your anxiety is a teeny bit curved because you know who did it. Right, Norma? I guess so. Still feels like a roller coaster ride every single time. Yeah, Norma's always like a deer in headlights. Super confused. (laughs) So, today's episode features our first case that is specific to the LGBTQ plus community. Before I go any further, I'm going to talk a little bit about the sources that are helping me to retell this story today. I watched Grave Mysteries, which is a show on ID Discovery, and I also watched The Murder Tapes, which is also on ID Discovery. Um, And beyond that, there was actually very little info available, but I read a few articles And of course, I took time to educate myself on transgender issues, and I encourage you to do the same. Find this and all of today's sources on our website, which is... It's the mystery for me. Dot com. com. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So here we go. This is the Ty Underwood case. Ty Underwood was born Tyrone Underwood. And Ty identified as a transgender female. Glad.com defines transgender as an umbrella term for people whose gender identity differs from the sex they were assigned at birth. Those Mm -hmm. are literally the words on the site. So for anyone who doesn't know, hopefully that gives you like a tiny peek into what it means to be transgender. But of course, we know like this definition is not all encompassing. So there's much more beyond that. And we both encourage you to go ahead and educate yourself. Like we mentioned earlier, there are a bunch of sources on today's um, post about Ty Underwood. So you should make sure you check that out. That being said, I will refer to Ty as she slash her during this episode. Ty was born on November 24th, 1990, which makes her a Sagittarius, like mom. So that means she must have been spicy. She must have been spicy. She was a feisty one, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's how her mom is. And um, so Ty actually was from Lufkin, Texas, but she moved to Tyler, Texas. And her friends um, say it's mostly because of the fact that Tyler, Texas seemed to be more open to transgender females versus Mm -hmm. their experience in Lufkin, Texas. Unfortunately, Ty ends up being murdered in this city that she goes to to seek refuge, right? Yes, and that happens when she's only 24 years old. 
But before we get into the details about the night of her murder, I'm going to give you a little bit more information about who Ty was as a person. There isn't much information about her childhood, so I'll speak to I'll speak to like her adult life. Ty was a certified nursing assistant or CNA. She had dreams of becoming a nurse, and so she was enrolled in nursing school. Her friends describe her as someone who was always studying and always working, someone who was kind and loving. And she was a major girly girl. Hair done, nails done, everything did. This sounds like me. Okay. Yeah, that's right, Norma. Mm Mm-hmm. Depending on what episode you watch out of like the murder tape episode or grave mysteries, there's two versions of the story. Um, Even the characters differ. And at first I thought, I mean, could they have messed it up? This, let me be let me be clear yeah. about the difference. So Thanks basically, too. in Grave <laughs> Mysteries, it said that she had two roommates who were both transgender females, Leah and Coy. In the murder tapes, it says she had one roommate whose name was Brianna, who was also transgender. So at this point, I'm thinking, honestly, that they were probably trying to protect people's identity. So I'm thinking in one episode, they might have changed the names and whatnot. But I think the takeaway from all of that is that Ty had roommates or maybe a singular roommate, but this roommate was transgender as well. We'll just say the roommate was Brianna because that's the name used in murder tapes. And like I said, Brianna identified as transgender female. Mm hmm. I think this may have been done purposely, like I said, to hide their identity or to protect their identities. Either way, I was still able to weave the story together for everybody. So let's continue on. Ty liked using dating apps like Plenty of Fish and Grave Mysteries episode states that she was looking for Mr. Wright. I told you guys this is a murder case that was solved. So we know for a fact that she found Mr. Wrong. So let me set the scene for you. This is happening around the end of 2014, 2015. That's the setting of this story. I mean, do you remember 2014 slash 2015? I do. It was a good year. It was a good year? Yeah. Okay. I mean, lots of memories. I was... We were early 20s, but that time was just fun. And when I looked at Ty's pictures, her pictures like just were reminiscent of early Instagram days and the filters, like the the different filters that were just like very, I don't know, they were just very different than today. It looks so airbrushed and finished, but not back then. I don't know. I just like missed those moments, like those early Instagram days. Mm -hmm. She was using Facebook and all these things, you know, and... I don't know. It was it, it was, was definitely it was a little bit of a blast from the past to to look at those pictures. But anyways, let's talk about the night of her murder, because I'm going to go ahead and jump ahead and talk about the murder. And then I'm going to take you guys back and we'll talk about the suspects. So on the morning of January 26, 2015, there's a 911 call that comes in. It's from a grandma, and she says that her grandkids have just woken her up because they heard gunshots, okay? And she also tells the 911 dispatcher that there are headlights shining into her house. And she's like, I ain't going out there. 
my grandbaby said that there was shooting, like, y'all need to send someone out here right now. And that's what they did, because honestly, even the grandma describes it as this, like, possibly a car wreck. The car looks like it hit a telephone pole. And so when the police get to the scene, they're looking for a car crash victim. Mm. They get to the car and Ty is in the car slumped over. And they're just like, okay, she had an accident and stuff like that. But one of the officers who appears on um, the murder tapes episode, he explains what was really odd about the scene and what stood out. He says that when people are in head-on collisions, usually there's a lot of blood from the face, the nose, the mouth, the ears sometimes, okay? At this scene, he noticed that wasn't the case. He saw that her wrist was bleeding. He saw that her shoulder was bleeding. He saw that her side was bloodied. Like, there was, like, blood spatter spatter in the car. And so he immediately was like, wait a minute, this doesn't seem like a car wreck. Then they check out the car and, like, look at the front bumper, which would have been, you know, hitting this telephone pole. It actually never hit the telephone pole. So now they're just like, wait a minute. And when they observe her a little bit closer, they realize that she is a victim of gunshot wounds and that she actually has passed away. She's deceased. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay, so... It actually took a little bit of time for them to identify Ty as Ty, because what happens is they send in the plate. They call dispatcher and they're like, hey, this is a plate. Dispatcher says, oh, the vehicle belongs to Tyrone Underwood. They're like Tyrone Underwood. They're looking at Ty and they're like, she's a female. Tyrone is male. Like, how does she know Tyrone? And that kind of slows down the process a little bit. They're trying to figure it out. They ask dispatch or whoever. I don't know how this works, but they got a picture of her license. I don't think she had her license on her. That's my, I was you just know, inkling. You that. Yeah, no, like, I, I feel like that's the inkling because on the show, and this show was the um, Grave Mysteries episode, they show them getting, like, some sort of image to their, like, I don't know. It showed an iPad, but were iPads even out in 2015? Yeah, actually, they were. Yeah. Okay, so they have her driver's license on there. And in the driver's license, she is depicted as she is in the car. Like, as far as, like, super girly and stuff like that, it still says male. As far as, like, the gender goes on the card. Yeah. But at least, like, I'm sorry, on the license photo um, from her license, what, what is it? Her license? Right, her license, okay. I'm tripping right now. Yeah, so basically her picture is really feminine, really girly, and they realize, like, okay, wait, Ty is Tyrone, and she is our victim here. So at that point in time, they, of course, close down the street. They're doing all types of, like, forensic stuff, and they figure out where Ty lives. I think they find something in her car that shows her address or like a friend's address or something, someone's address to the point that they're like, we're going to go to this place because, you know, maybe it'll take us to where she lives because it doesn't seem again, like the license might've had her correct address on it. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Because this is what, I mean, this is what the grave mysteries episode made me think because they're like, yeah, like they found a letter in the car with an address and that's how they, you know, ended up at, somebody's house and they were hoping it'd be ties and they were right 
it was Ty's house that they ended up at. Um, and also, I should mention at this point, they do find her cell phone. They bag and tag it. Um, it was hooked up and playing music on the radio on her Toyota Camry's radio, by the way. She drove a red Toyota Camry. They make that very apparent in both episodes. It's like bright red Camry. Um, actually, Grave Mysteries had a Corolla. But anyways, nothing, not, <laughs> we, we don't have to do a deep dive about that. Okay, so back to the cops going to this address. They get to the address and they knock on the door and it's Brianna. Brianna's there and they said, do you know Tyrone? And she's like, yes. And they said, can we come in? Like, we need to talk to you. And she lets them in and she tells them, you know, that's, you know, we're roommates, but we've been Mm -hmm. best friends since second grade. Yeah. And eventually she's just like, what happened to Ty? Like, can you just tell me? And they're like, she was killed. And Oh my gosh, Brianna just breaks down. Because on murder tapes, they actually have the real body cam footage that they're playing. Whereas Grave Mysteries is like actors acting it out. Yeah, and they do have like, Grave Mysteries does have like interviews with detectives and friends. But this murder tapes episode has the same type of interviews, but they have the actual body cam footage from the event. So there's no like extra actors. It was triggering. It was a lot. Because she just was like, no. She kept saying, you're lying to me. You tell me you're lying. And the officer is like, I would not come here and tell you this. And I was, right. the way he said it, though, he was just like so... He seemed so annoyed that she would like even think he would do that. But she's just... She's in shock. Yeah. She's just like, this is my friend. Are you serious? Like, she was killed. So they still can't get into the phone, but they bring the roommate down to the station because they're just like, we want to talk to you down at the station and get more information. Mm-hmm. They didn't believe that the roommate was a suspect, by the way. We'll get to the suspects list in like literally a few minutes. But they didn't think anything of it because she was genuinely like invisibly upset about Ty's death. So if anything, they use this as an opportunity to try and figure out who would want Ty dead. So she can't tell the police officers necessarily, like, who did this to Ty, but she does offer some valuable information. She talks about the fact that Ty liked to go on Plenty of Fish, the dating app. She says that Ty always disclosed that she was a transgender female. Every time. And the reason they did this was because they had a friend who was a transgender female who was actually killed Not too long before that. Yes. I couldn't find who it was, though. But she said, based off of that, that basically they made a pact with each other. That they would always tell whoever they're dating that they were transgender. Yeah. They didn't want no kind of confusion or anything like that. But I think at the end of the day, they were just like, let's just be as safe as we can be. Yeah. Taking that extra Let's take extra precaution. Period. And that's what they did. Ty also used the Kick app to text people. Do you remember Kick? No. I feel like not a lot of people... It sounds familiar, Yeah. So Kick, I feel like it was like right around the time WhatsApp probably came out. I don't even know when WhatsApp came out. But Kick was basically like this anonymous texting app that you could use. I remember a lot of people had like kick, kick usernames and everything. Um, 
And so she says that Ty used that program, like, almost as, like, an extra form of protection. Not only are you making sure, okay, I'm going to disclose X, Y, and Z, you're also using this app that's anonymous. And one more thing, one more piece of information she offered was that Ty was seeing somebody named Carlton, but that's all she knew. She didn't know anything about him, just his name. They went ahead and interviewed Ty's other friend. And this friend lived like a few blocks away or something like that. They asked her about her last contact with Ty because it happened to be, I believe, the same day that Ty ends up dying or just a few hours before. Right. Because Mm -hmm. Ty ends up, unfortunately, being murdered on like the wee hours of like Monday morning. But she was in contact with this neighbor like on Sunday at some point. The neighbor tells the cops, listen, she just needed to borrow $200. I didn't ask her why. Like, we, I just gave it to her. Like, they just had that kind of friendship. She knew that Ty needed it. Ty said something like that student loans weren't going to release the funds until a certain day, which is very familiar. That's understandable. For anyone who has gotten student loans or, like, They've financial aid, you know that that is true. Like, it gets released sometimes, like, yep. especially back then. Now they try to make it, like, that it's a little early, right before the semester starts. Yeah. But, like, back then in 2015, I feel like, it wasn't always early. It was always, like, after the semester started. Um, but anyways, this this new friend, this neighbor, actually offers valuable information as well to the cops when she tells them that, yes, she knew Ty was seeing someone, but she doesn't know his name. She does know that he plays football at Texas College. So what do the detectives do? They put two and two together, and they decide, okay... This Carlton person who Brianna mentioned must be this football player who plays at Texas College, like the neighbor mentioned, and Mm -hmm. they must be the same person. Yeah. So what do they do? They go ahead and look for Carlton, and they do find him at Texas College, and he is a football player. Wow, I wasn't expecting that to be his name. Neither was I. Neither was I. But alas, it is his name. Hmm. And so that brings us to the suspects list. We're going to talk about Carlton, of course, because this does seem to be someone who she was dating or was in some type of relationship with. We'll also talk about someone else she was talking to on Plenty of Fish. His name was Aaron, if you watch the Grave Mysteries episode, and and his name was Dalton, if you watch the grave, the Murder Tapes episode. Okay, yeah, no. I, I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> like, again, guys, I'm not sure which episode was using the correct names. Yeah, it was a little confusing. Maybe it's like they're trying to protect their identity. I think so. I think so. So one of them is being careful about protecting identities. And the other one is saying, F this. Y'all getting the real names. It's it's just that I don't know which one it is that's doing (laughs) that. So it's confusing. So anyways, there's Dalton slash Aaron, who she talks to on Plenty of Fish. And then the last person is Jude Will-Am, which is just a username that they find eventually when they're able to open her phone on her Kick app. So there's three people. Let's start with Carlton, since everybody seems to be pointing to, like, this being someone she's dating. And as we know with true crime, if you're dating someone, they're usually going to be suspect number one. I mean, they're Mm -hmm. going to be a person of interest, if nothing else. 
is really what it is, right? They asked Carlton to come in for some questions, and the detectives learned that, or rather, they are told by Carlton that he had met Ty maybe a week earlier or so. Actually, now that I think about it, did he say... Yeah, actually, no, he did say that he met Ty a week earlier. Sorry, because honestly, his entire story... Well, I'll leave leave it to the end so you understand why I'm confused. But anyways... You're going to leave me here hanging? I'm going to leave you hanging. Hold on for the ride, Norma, because this gets bumpy. So he also tells police officers that he did not know that Ty was transgender. He thought she was a woman, which is Hmm. the same thing, Carlton. But okay. What I think Carlton means, though is that he thought that she was biologically female and that she was born a female at birth. I think that's what he was trying to say. But I feel like, honestly, based off of what her friend says and how emotional her friend is getting, her friend slash roommate is getting about the fact that they always disclose, I'm just, like, not inclined to believe Carlton. Right. Okay. So he also says that he has never been in her car, her red Camry, or Corolla, depending on what episode you watch. He also says that he did communicate with her via kick, and when they asked him to see his phone right in the moment, he says, I actually deleted my phone. Like, deleted this app off my phone, my bad. I was like, deleted his phone? (laughs) I was like, how do you do that? I don't know. How do you do that? (laughs) I need to know this. Okay. He deleted the app off his phone. How convenient. Guess what reason he gave? I feel like it is a viable reason. A reason he gave for deleting the app? Yeah. Why do you delete apps? So that your girl doesn't see it? No, Norma. You are thinking so far into the rabbit hole. It's because you think that... Wait, actually, wrong wording. It's because... (laughs) Are you afraid that your partner is going to find something? It has nothing to do with that. It has it has everything to do with your phone is running out of storage. Oh, oh Carlton hit them with that. <laughs> that is why I delete my apps. Right. Not anymore. That's what I'm saying. I want more storage. I, okay. More, more gigabytes. Okay, hopefully on your credit card. Anyways. No, I'm pretty sure we're on the same plan. So oh, my goodness. We're getting billed together. Right. So that is... Why Carlton says like so he's you know all of a sudden he's like hey you can see my phone actually I deleted the kick app which is how I communicated with Ty because when there was did no he but when did he delete it so Ty is it's Monday morning when she is murdered mm-hmm. they're talking to him like Monday afternoon Tuesday afternoon the latest so he conveniently deleted this app to make room on his phone that's what he said. That's what Carlton Champion said. That's his last name. His last name should be Loser. He does something else that kind of surprises police officers. He, after some convincing, he gives his DNA. They're like, well, if you have, you know, they they gave him the typical line. If you have nothing to hide, you should give me your DNA. He's like, he complains a little bit, but then he actually does it. And I want to tell you what he said in the interview that I was just like, okay, I like when they make people make some absolute type statements like I would never I would, you know, 
I like that because then I get to come back to it possibly at the end of this episode if it's Carlton. Not saying it is. I don't so, know. The way that you're describing him, it sounds like I don't know. He well, might be the one. Th- I don't know. He might be the two. We don't know. Okay. Okay. So Carlton says during his first police interview, quote, if I did something like that, meaning murder tie, okay, I would turn myself in. My conscience would bother me, end quote. That's Carlton loser for you. So eventually they let Carlton go because here Carlton is offering his DNA. And so they move on to the next person um, who is Delton slash Aaron. He met her on Plenty of Fish and they were texting via kick. At this point, they have gotten into her cell phone. And so this is why they know she's texting this guy, Dalton or Aaron, depending on the episode you watch. He was texting back and forth with Ty just two hours before her murder. The police officers asked him, why didn't you guys meet up? And he said something like that she wanted him to go out to where she lives. And he didn't want to do that because he never goes out at night. He says these words, I repeat, he never goes out at night. So are we just supposed to believe that? Right. Right. So the, how, how old is this individual? I don't they didn't tell they didn't say the age. Old enough. He ain't a teenager. He doesn't have a curfew if that's what you're trying to allude right. to. Right. Well the detective's antennas go up and they're like, never? You never go out at night? That sounds impossible. Yeah. I don't know if maybe he was nervous in the interview, right? And he said this, but the detectives caught that. And so they kind of keep pressing him because guess what? He also lives right near, like kind of near where she ends up being murdered. Hmm. Eventually, Dalton slash Aaron, he ends up saying, you know what? Just give me a lie detector test. Just give me it. And let's see what happens. Did he pass? Yeah, apparently he passed. He passed. And on top of that, now, the Grave Mysteries episode mentioned this, which was messy because the Murder Tapes episode didn't. But Dalton slash Aaron had a girlfriend. And he said to the police officers, please do not tell her. Like, he was so afraid of her finding out. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm starting to think that the dramatization episode, which was Grave Mysteries, I'm starting to think that that was the episode who used false names. So let's talk about the last person on the list, Jude Will Am, because right now the last two people on the list as of right now is Carlton and Jude Jude Will Am. Dalton slash These are Aaron. some weird names. I'm sorry. I know. I know. I don't Jude, know how you're even saying it. It's I like, don't even know either. So Jude Will Am is a username of someone who Ty was speaking to on Kick. So she did also meet this character on Plenty of Fish. And like I said, she's using these barriers to create safety for herself. She meets them on there. Of course, they're going to say, yo, ma, you look good. Like, let me know your number. Give me your number. (laughs) I don't know. Whatever it is that y'all be saying. And she gave them her anonymous number. So, you know, it's good to be safe. Anyways. So they start texting back and forth. And I ain't gonna lie. These episodes both allude to the fact that they was take, they were texting some freaky stuff. Just, you know, they were definitely into each other. Mm-hmm. 
Jude talks about one point them having some sort of sexual encounter. I don't know. Um, the Jude character is very uh, like paranoid in this messages as well. So it's this fun, flirty relationship. And then also this flips, you know, a flip, a switch flips. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Jude is all paranoid and stuff like, wait, did you tell anyone and blah, blah, blah. Because it seems like, you know, with Ty, she always discloses the fact that she's transgender. Mm-hmm. But it seems to me like the Jude character is just like, okay, I'm up for it, but just as long as nobody knows. Basically, right. he's on the down low. Yeah. So, which is very hurtful because I think anyone, whoever you are, you know, everyone could relate to this, to the fact that you want people to love you for who you are. You don't want anyone to be ashamed of you or anything mm-hmm. like that. That's not a good feeling. So, I mean, watching that part of the story, it, it's hard to it's hard to watch. It's hard to listen to. Because she really was looking for someone who could be like her partner and all that stuff. Yeah. Well... Ty, even though Kick was anonymous, she kept a list of the usernames and the person's, like, real name. I don't know how she did this, but the cops were able to see that Jude Will Am is none other than... Don't tell me it's Carlton. It's Carlton. I mean, are we surprised? I had a feeling. I had a Carlton feeling. Carlton and Jude Will Am are the same person. So at this point, since they're the same person, there really were only two suspects, Carlton and Dalton slash Aaron. And we know that Dalton slash Aaron, he's he's off the list. Mm-hmm. So the last remaining suspect is Carlton, a.k.a. Jude. Of course, they take the opportunity now to go to his dorm and they say to him, you can give us verbal consent to search your room. Or we can get a warrant. And what does Carlton say? He says go get that warrant. He says to go get the warrant. It looks like he knows his rights. If nothing mm-hmm. else, he might he might understand it. His pea brain might understand it. Yeah. So they take all the things that they he says he was wearing that night. Okay? Or that morning rather. And they also get footage of him leaving his dorm room. So he actually told cops that he did not leave his room the night that Ty was murdered. In fact, he said that he fell asleep and that he had missed her messages. And that was the last time that they had messaged. Well, unbeknownst to them, well, unbeknownst to him, sorry, they had the messages already. They don't even arrest him at this point. There's a third interview. And in this third interview, they're basically saying to him, just tell us what happened. And he is making a mockery of the situation. He is laughing. He is asking for food. He's asking for Burger King or McDonald's or Whataburger. Yes, that's what this fool is doing. He is just smiling at some points just super nonchalant they would say like she's murdered someone murdered her he would start laughing he was really like this sounds borderline psychotic no seriously honestly honestly i think that's what it is his parents okay let's just go back and talk about carlton for a second his parents were both in prison basically his entire life wow when this is happening with ty carlton is 21 years old he's a freshman in college at 21 
they had given him given him an opportunity to play football and that's why he was at this school called Texas College. Carlton had a hard life, but that's not an excuse. That's not an excuse to murder someone. Cuz at this point I'm jumping mm-hmm. to that part because when they run the DNA in her car, it does come back as a match to Carlton. So it places him in the car. Didn't Carlton say he was never in the car in her red Camry slash Corolla? He did, he did say he that. He did indeed say that. Yeah. But they have stuff showing otherwise. He said also that he never left the dorm room. And they had footage showing that he left the dorm room that night. He denied, denied, denied. The detective sat there and read some of the text messages conversation, even showed some pictures to him. Like, didn't you send this? This you? (laughs) (laughs) He was literally like, this you? And he's like, nope. That's not me. That ain't me. He's like, you know how many people got fake pages? I'm like, fake pages? Okay, Carlton. Okay. Okay. Anyways. It's the audacity for me. It's the... I feel like every single episode. Oh my gosh, literally. I'm like, you got some damn nerve. Okay. At one point during this police interview, he says that he's innocent. The detective looks at him and says, you know you're not, and I know you're not. (laughs) The detective was tired tired and I, I'm leaving out the R I want to leave out the R tired as a mother you know what I'm saying he was tired of this because he knew all the evidence pointed to Carlton no matter what Carlton said no matter what his his attorney said no matter what story was told the DNA and the, uh, the lots and lots of evidence it put him there Carlton Ends up getting arrested for first-degree murder. Wow. The whole time, he's still saying he's innocent, y'all, by the way. They, of course, go to trial. I feel like you got... For you to go to trial, it's like you are really arrogant. Especially if you know you did it. Mm -hmm. I'm just like... I mean, or you're fighting for your rights in some cases. I don't know. Maybe the circumstances just like, I'm talking about something small, y'all. Like, so small that it's like, it's nothing compared to murder. Like, I don't know. I'm going to go on. Well, that's actually tomorrow. I have a traffic t- ticket I have to take care of. There are times where it's not arrogant to go and fight for your rights. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But I mean, in this case, like, he murdered Ty. He knows he did it. He wants to go to a trial. He wants to put on this show. For what? For what? You know what I'm saying? Was what he was offered the reason? A, was he offered what a plea was the deal? Reason? I don't know if he was offered a plea deal. Maybe he... But knowing Carlton and how... The way this story is painted about him, which I feel like is really the only way, it's like he clearly was just so arrogant that... He probably, even if he was offered a plea deal, he probably he was probably like, no. turned it down, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, at some point during the trial, he decides to yell out into the audience, I'll be back in the streets. I'm going to be back out there. It's like, boy, you just ruined your own... Like, you know what I'm saying? You... 
you think you got this under your belt. You think you, you know, you figured it out and you know what? You're going to win and you're going to get away with it. No, you just made yourself look like a fool in front of the jury. You just embarrass them and show them exactly why they need to keep you up in the cages pretty mm-hmm. much. That's like a no-no. But anyways, let's get to what the jury ends up doing. Um, they find him guilty of first degree murder and he is sentenced to life in prison. Wow. I was not expecting that. Right? I wasn't expecting that either. Life in prison. He does have the possibility of parole, but that's later down the line. And I just think because of the nature of it, that boy going to be in there a long time. It's just sad also because, like you said, both of his parents went to prison. Both of his parents went to prison. Yeah, that's right. Like, now look at where he's at, too. And he had this awesome opportunity to play football and make something of himself. Yep. And look at where he ended up. And look where he ended up. The one place maybe he didn't want to end up, right? And for what? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no reason. Let's say Ty didn't tell him for whatever reason. That's still not a reason to... There's there's not a reason. And plus, that theory doesn't even hold up because of the fact that, like, you had some sort of sexual encounter with her. You knew. Like, stop. If you really felt some type of way, just stop talking to her. That's it. He really wanted her dead. Let's talk about her gunshot wounds before we close out the episode. She was shot in the wrist. She was shot in the shoulder. And the cops even said that she was driving away and he was shooting at her. Like, really? That's messed up. It was the one in the shoulder that went down and I think it pierced something in her, one of her major organs. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It was really sad. So he was shooting. He, was he in the car with her when he was shooting or like she was just driving away? That's a good question. It seems like it started, the shooting started when he was in the car with her. Just because of, like, the blood splatter on her door. Yeah. It seems like someone was sitting in the passenger seat and shot her. Mm-hmm. It hit her wrist, her left wrist. I think it was both wrists and also her shoulder at some point. Something, like, I don't know if... Honestly, thinking back to the episodes, I never saw them saying, like, that the bullet came through the windows. I think, if anything, though, like... He got out the car after shooting her and he's still shooting. He probably misses. But like now she hit a mailbox and stuff and like her car actually got stuck in mud. It doesn't seem like he comes after her after that because there's no casings nearby. It's like the casings are about 100 yards away. So um, I honestly think they said that they think that she just passed out right there at the wheel and like just never woke up. That's so sad. Yes. It was really sad. This whole thing was really sad. And to close out, her friend said this about Ty and and wants Carlton to take this in. Now you have your whole life to think about what you did. You have left a family in grief. You've put out a star that shone so bright. Mm. Well, you and me, we know that it's very dangerous to be Black in America. That is a fact. You never know what you're going to get. You never know. So to be Black and a transgender female in America, that ups the ante. Absolutely, yeah. And so Ty's case is not an anomaly, unfortunately. There are a lot of cases like this. I actually read an article 
that said that the number of transphobic hate crimes has gone up by 200 to 300 percent in the last like two years. Really? Yes. I'm a little surprised by that. Why are you surprised by that? Because I just feel like the way that we are moving in this world, it seems like it's more liberal. That's the vibe I'm getting. I mean, we live in New more York, accepting. Norma. So. Well, yeah, that's and, true. And Norma's accepting is, and your friends are accepting. And, that is true. You know, I just think that on a grander scale, we don't live in a liberal world. Yeah. And so this is the reality that many people have to deal with. It's just a shame that Ty had to lose her life because this loser, Carlton, decided for her that, okay, your time is done now. It's messed up, man. Ty was a bright star. Ty was doing amazing things. She would have been a kick-ass nurse, Mm -hmm. and she was a bad B. And you know what? Carlton does have to think about this for the rest of his life. Because I bet you're not laughing now. I bet you probably want Burger King and McDonald's now. When's the last time you had that? Damn, Priscilla. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but it needed to be said. Because, you know, Ty died at such a young age. She had such a full life to live. And, I, you know, like I said, she was 24 years old. And since she's born in 1990, we would have been the same age. Yeah. Right? Or Mm -hmm. close to it. That's it. That's the Ty Underwood case. It's a sad one. It's a sad one. Like all the other cases we've done, guys. It's it's tough doing these cases and and just seeing, like, all the potential that's, like... Yeah. That's what bothers me the most. Yeah. That bothers me, too. Um, yet we do this podcast, so the irony is real. So that's that. Catch us next Tuesday for another episode of It's a Mystery for Me. Point blank period. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh-huh.